Hi, everybody. My name is Timothy, and I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of the Brother Timothy Clark podcast. It's come to my attention that we have listeners outside of the country, and so I want to thank you as well for your listening and your supporting of the podcast. Today we're talking about blindness as it relates to those with a cane. Many individuals wonder what kind of a cane they should get for their loved ones. Rather, it should be a cane that goes up to your xiphoid or your chest area, or rather you should get a cane that goes up to your forehead. Now me personally, I would say get a cane that goes up to your forehead, and I would say this for a number of reasons. The biggest reason for me is that your reflexes don't have to move as rapidly. You can actually have a moment to react to the feedback that your cane is sending to you. The other thing is, I would also recommend a longer cane just for security. You know, you can have a shorter cane and still react good to the situations around you. But a longer cane gives you more of a sense of security and safety. Ultimately, if you have a choice, I would say to allow the blind individual who you're purchasing the cane for to actually experiment with different canes and different cane lengths. After all, you're not purchasing it for yourself, you're purchasing it for them so as they can better live independently. And I would state that this would go even for a child. Now, there are some kids who you are going to not want to allow to choose a cane length because it's not going to happen. For example, I would say if you have a child under the age of 10, I'd be very careful of allowing them to go with a specific cane length by them choosing because when they're under the age of 10, and of course mileage may vary, but when they're under the age of 10, I think a lot of kids look at the things that they have to use and they say, okay, well, this will work for me. But it's kind of when you begin to get into those preteen years to where kids come to the point where they're actually able and they want to make decisions which are impactful. They want to begin to feel like they're growing up, and they are. That child wants to feel like they're growing up, and I think by the time they reach 10 or 11, 12 years old, they're able to begin to make these smaller choices on their own. Now, these smaller choices for us are big choices for them. Keep that in mind. I would say for a child to purchase a longer cane. Now, that does give the child the opportunity to kind of use their cane as a sword or to use their cane as some other type of a weapon. And I think a lot of kids probably don't understand that these canes are safety. You know, they're there for your safety. And I don't think a lot of the kids understand that. And that has to be enforced and reinforced. And I feel like once the child reaches a certain age and they actually begin to realize that the cane is there for their benefit, for their use, for their safety, for their security, I feel like they're actually going to begin to embrace that cane. Here's a prime example. When your child goes through the rebellion stage, and people do this at different stages in their lives, some do it as you know young as six, some do it as young as 13, 14 years old, some do it when they're almost 18 years old. But the point is when you go through that rebellious stage, there will come a point 
where you will want that child to use a cane and they're not going to want to. So enforce what happens. So say they are out walking on the sidewalk and they run smack dab into a trash can. You know, if they run into a trash can, and I've been there and done this because every blind person goes through that stage of rebellion. And if they don't, that's amazing. But I think the majority of blind people go through that stage of rebellion, especially if they grew up with a cane and they knew the cane all their life and they want to stop playing the I'm blind card and actually act like a sighted person. But the fact of the matter is they can't. And like I said, I think we've all been there, we've all done that, and we've all realized that. Some of you who are listening have yet to realize this. But the point of the matter is, when your child or your loved one, whoever it might be, if they run smack dab into a trash can, you can enforce that by saying, you know, honey, if you just would have used your cane, that wouldn't have happened. You would have felt the trash can there. But maybe they don't get the hint. Maybe they fall off the sidewalk. Well, you know if you just would have had your cane. <laughs> Maybe they have to run headlong into a stop sign. Well, you know if you would have had your cane. Now, here's the thing. Don't remind them of that all the time. Because you'll push them away. But subtly bring up every once in a while, you know if you were just using your cane. One of these days is going to come to the point where that child's going to say, Where's my cane? Because they are going to realize on their own, and, and you want them to feel like they're doing this on their own. You don't, you don't want to feel like you're influencing their choice. Because they're more likely to use the cane if they come to that conclusion on their own. But you do want to be there gently guiding and enforcing. But here's the thing. When the child finally says, where's my cane? I want to use it. You know what? That is a stepping stone. That is a huge stepping stone, and it is a step in the right direction. So when they say, where's my cane? Get their cane, have them walk out there, have them use it. And who knows, maybe they'll even report back to you and say, hey, you know what? I should have been doing this ages ago. <laughs> because, yeah, let me tell you, that rebellion stage where you don't want to use your cane, that can last months and even years. I think a lot of parents try to influence their child to the point where the child doesn't want to use the cane anymore because, you know, they're, they're nagging parents or all about how, oh, you should be doing this. And they, they, they stick out. They, they feel like they stick out. To a blind child and even to some blind adults, they feel like they stick out because nobody else, the, the argument is, nobody else is using a cane around me. Nobody else is having to carry this long stick into a shopping center. You know, nobody else is having kids saying to their parents in hushed tones, what is that blind person doing? You know? But the fact of the matter is, it happens. And when that blind child is able to accept that it happens, they're able to move on and they're able to encourage people oftentimes. So let's kind of wrap this up with a review. What kind of a cane should you look at getting for your child? Depends on the child, and it depends on the situation. I would say allow them to experiment with different cane lengths if that is appropriate. And I would also personally recommend a longer cane. Okay, 
Now, what do you do when your blind child or your blind loved one says, I'm done with this game. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm done with it. Let them go. Let them fall off the sidewalk. Let them run headlong into a uh, stop sign. You know, as long as they're relatively safe. Because they've got to realize that there are consequences to their actions. Now, you don't want them going out into oncoming traffic. You know, you got to put your foot down there. But if there's a car, you know, sitting there by the side of the road, it's turned off. And, you know, the child running run, runs into that or, you know, they run into a stop sign or a telephone pole or trash can or, you know, whatever the case may be. Guess what? They got to learn this consequences to their actions. If they would have been using the cane, that wouldn't have happened. Like I said, you know, we've all been there. And who knows, maybe your kids will even be like me. And if you have another blind person in the area, maybe they'll use their canes as swords. Been there, done that. So this is uh, just a brief summary, a brief rundown. And I hope that this helps somebody out there because I know a lot of struggling parents are trying to figure out the best course of action. How do you raise a, a blind child? This is our first time doing this, whatever the case may be. What kind of cane should we get for them? Uh, do we include the cane in the IEP? By the way, I think that's another question that I think ought to be addressed and the answer, and, and the answer short and sweet is absolutely. Put that in the IEP, absolutely. And if you have any other questions for me, please do get in touch. I'm happy to help. And my email address is timothyclarkmusic at me.com. Once again, that email address is timothyclarkmusic at me.com. And thanks again to all of our listeners to the Brother Timothy Clark Podcast.